Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Throughout human history, the authority to rule and reign is continually challenged. Empires of humanity have come and gone. Wars and conflicts have originated from the desire to usurp authority, that is, to seize a position of power by force without any legal right to do so. So throughout the ages, pretenders to the throne of ultimate authority fight for the right to rule and reign. There is only one who has that ultimate authority and the right to rule and reign. He rules and reigns in unconditional love and true justice, as that is who he is. He is the Eternal One who created the heavens and the earth and all things good. Never does the Eternal One force his kingdom upon anyone. Instead, he gives free choice. The Eternal One in his love story, the Bible, has made the choice clear. Through his relationship with humanity, the Eternal One has expressed his heart's desire that no one should perish. So he continually pursues in love, empowering each one to make a choice. To choose to accept his right to rule and reign, and as a result, enter into his kingdom of salvation and healing, truth and justice, freedom and victory, light and life. Or to choose to reject his right to rule and reign and remain in the kingdom of bondage and brokenness, lies and injustices, slavery and oppression, darkness and death. In this world, everything has been damaged by evil. Right back in the beginning, the evil one rejected the eternal one's right to rule and reign. In an attempt to usurp the eternal one's authority, the evil one, through lies and deceptions, gained power from humanity to cause destruction and evil. As a result, the seed of humanity became corrupted. That once perfect seed of humanity that was created by God to reproduce only good now produces both good and evil. In the Bible, the Eternal One's love story to us, the privilege or right to rule is intricately linked with a regal crown, a crown of victory and freedom, power and strength capacity and ability. That is victory over all other forces and the freedom to make a choice. This is very significant as the Eternal One not only has the power to make choices, but gives that power to choose to each one throughout the ages. Not only does the Eternal One give the power to choose, 
but he shares his crowns of victory and freedom over all other forces to those who receive him. For all have the God-given right and freedom to choose. Even those who the Eternal One knows will reject him have been given that right. Given the right to choose is the ultimate expression of love, a pure love that is God's love. The Eternal One never abuses his power or uses it for self-gain. Everything he does is because he so loves. Unlike humanity and the evil one, the Eternal One is only good. He is never one with evil. As the ultimate authority, he turns evil into good for those who receive his authority to rule and reign. For those who have rejected his authority to rule and reign, he never interferes with their choice to align themselves with evil. Power and strength, capacity and ability, is not only the right or authority to rule and reign, but it means to possess everything that is needed to rule and reign effectively. The Eternal One not only gives free choice, but breaks the chains of bondage, bringing healing and salvation personally and intimately to all humanity. Each one is given the power and authority to choose and to receive. Let us now go to one such time, when Jesus, the Eternal One who became human, stepped down into our neighbourhood and personally and intimately brought salvation and healing. Matthew chapter 8 Verses 5 to 13. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour.
This same event is also recorded in the Gospel according to Luke, in chapter 7, verses 1 to 10. We are told through the two different perspectives, with different people groups as the first hearers. By comparing the two accounts, there are some differences in the details. However, understanding the different cultures at the time of writing helps us understand they are effectively saying the same thing. Here is Matthew's account. The centurion came to Jesus. However, in Luke's account, there are more details of how the centurion sent elders of the Jews to Jesus to plea on his behalf. In the two cultures at the time of writing, that is, in the Roman culture of the centurion, and the Jewish culture of Jesus and those following, there is no separation from king and their representatives. The centurion amazingly recognises Jesus as the one who has authority to heal. He also acknowledges Jesus' Jewish lineage and in some ways his right to rule and reign as the Jewish king. So he sends Jewish elders to testify of the centurion's favour towards the Jews. The centurion and the Jewish elders believed one must earn or deserve favour. But the Jewish leaders and the centurion are trapped in performance of relationships and culture. We read this in Luke chapter 7, verses 4 to 5. And when they came to Jesus... They begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. So in a culture of obligation and earned favour, the centurion is humbled by the revelation of Jesus. He believes and knows he is unworthy but the centurion is humbly asking for healing for his servant who is dear to him. In Matthew's account, Jesus' response is full of love and compassion. He simply states the truth. I will come and heal him. Powerful words. Yet again the centurion reflects on his own unworthiness to host Jesus. Yet out of the revelation of who Jesus is, he declares, But only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. The centurion understands honour and authority. Yet the way of humanity in honouring and recognising authority is a public spectacle for self-gain. God's way of honouring is in humility and revelation. The centurion, when he had encountered the living God who became human, chose to believe in him. He not only recognised Jesus' authority to heal and rule, but acknowledged him and received his authority to do so. Jesus' response in Matthew chapter 8, verse 10 to 12 is a profound declaration that makes the centurion worthy to receive and believe Jesus and his authority. Matthew 
When Jesus heard it, he marvelled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Roman Empire represents humanity without recognising and bowing to the Eternal One's authority. They exercised power through slavery and oppression, lies and injustices, bondage and brokenness, darkness and death, effectively declaring war on God and aligning themselves with evil. The sons of the kingdom of evil that will be cast out into outer darkness represents those of Jewish lineage who knowingly know who Jesus is but reject his right to rule and reign. Actually know who Jesus is but reject his authority as their king. Anyone who rejects Jesus' authority to heal and save is destined for outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. As it is believed that the first hearers of Matthew's account of the Gospel of Jesus were primarily of Jewish lineage, recording Jesus' words in regards to his authority as the King of the Jews is a matter of life and death for them. They too have to make a choice. They have a choice to receive their King, their Saviour, their Messiah or reject him and their only pathway into God's kingdom. In Luke's account, he doesn't mention anything about the sons of the kingdom of evil, as it is believed his first hearers were not primarily those of Jewish lineage. In chapter 8 and verse 13 of Matthew's account, Jesus' response is recorded this way. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. In Matthew's account, healing is linked with receiving Jesus' authority to rule and reign. That is the choice of salvation to receive Jesus as the King of the Jews and all people, the Messiah, the Saviour of the world, thus receiving his right to rule and reign. Luke, however, puts it this way. When Jesus heard these things, he marvelled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well who had been sick. The centurion, through chosen representatives, 
pleaded with Jesus to heal his servant. The centurion was aware of his own unworthiness and as a result tried to keep his distance. Yet he knew he needed to humbly come to Jesus. Jesus, in his unconditional love, extended his undeserved favour to not only the centurion, but his sick servant, who was so close to the centurion. To the multitudes, Jesus honoured the centurion and his sincere acknowledgement of Jesus' authority. It was indeed a beautiful and intimate moment, so powerful, and a genuine exchange of honour and recognition. How powerful this must have been to those who witnessed it. Here was a centurion, a leader of a prideful and powerful empire, humbly and publicly acknowledging Jesus' authority and humility. The ultimate authority had come as a servant to humanity, to bring his kingdom on earth, his kingdom of salvation and healing truth and justice, freedom and victory, light and life everlasting. Jesus is the personal sacrifice. His life, death, resurrection and ascension makes us worthy to receive him, to host him and his presence within us and with us in everyday life. Bringing salvation and healing in all who receive him to its completion. It is for this reason that Jesus came. For this is the will of the Father. This is the will of Jesus the Son. This is the will of the Holy Spirit. For the three are one. The Father has given all power and authority to Jesus. Jesus has given all power and authority to his disciples, power and authority to rule and reign with him in this life and the next, to rule and reign over our selfish desires and to receive his victory over death. Out of a revelation and acknowledgement of who Jesus is and what he has done, and will do, we together testify of him. As Jesus said in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.